Hello, Weekly Dosers, and welcome in to the Weekly Dose, part of the Low Tree Studios Podcast Network. I am your host, Jason Galbraith. It is Monday, March 16th. Let's start your week with some random goodness. According to new research, individuals infected with the coronavirus may be the most contagious when they show mild symptoms that many might mistake for a simple cold or general tiredness. The new findings shed light into how the virus has been able to spread so quickly, killing almost 5,000 people and infecting over 120,000 in the space of under three months. A new study suggests that COVID-19 can remain in the air for up to three hours and live on surfaces such as plastic and stainless steel for up to three days. The research also notes that the virus can remain on copper surfaces for four hours and cardboard, oh boy, cardboard, for up to 24 hours. So just be mindful of those deliveries that come to your door. You know what I'm saying? Should you pick them up with gloves? I don't have any. I don't have any gloves. I'll just pick them up and wash my hands. You should do the same. Uh, the CEO of Starbucks warned customers that some of uh, some some cafes may offer limited seating or only receive orders via mobile or drive-through due to the coronavirus outbreak. He said locations in the U.S. and Canada are preparing to modify operations if needed. CEO Kevin Johnson said the company will close a store temporarily as a last resort. And changing the tone a little bit here, there's a new survey about being with someone with different sleeping habits. The survey reveals three in five of us would hesitate to enter a relationship with somebody who had an opposite sleep mutation than them. A survey, sleep mutation, by the way, that's that's a new word I guess we're making up. Sleep mutation. Like too many people know what your reputation is in terms of sleep enough to that we're going to create a word, sleep mutation. Hey, what's your sleep mutation? Oh, I like to sleep on my side. Sometimes on my back. Uh, I snore a little bit, but if I'm on my side, I don't. That's my sleep mutation. Anyway, a survey of 2,000 adults found 62% of respondents said they'd hesitate to date somebody who preferred to sleep in in, uh, different room conditions than themselves. Oh boy, how do you know that though? I mean, your, your reputation, your sleep mutation uh, doesn't just come with you. You don't know that until you, you know, actually sleep with someone. So what if you're, what if you're traditional and you're dating slow, you know, and you're not, uh, you're not sleeping together necessarily, but yet you start to really fall in love with each other and you're, you're digging each other, right? Uh, then after maybe some months, you uh, finally have a sleepover. And then it really, I mean, do you really know their sleep mutation right away? Doesn't it take time to know if they like a firm mattress or a a warm room? Doesn't it take time or a fan on for that matter? Because that's my sleep mutation. My sleep mutation is I have to have a fan running even in the winter. So deal with it, Mindy. Mindy's my wife, by the way. Deal with it. All right. The more we use our brain, the more it will grow. That's what British researchers learned when they peered inside the brain of the average London cabbie. How'd they peer inside the cabbie's brain? Did they cut it open like a watermelon? Probably not. They probably did it a safer way. Drivers who had a, who had to maintain a firm grasp of the ever-expanding city highways and byways were found to have an enlarged hippocampus. 
the part of your brain that deals with navigation. It may be that we are what we think. If the brain tunes itself with uh, practice, with practice, it can likely be tuned to just about anything. I would like this. I'm one of those people that has a really good, not, not, to, not to move away from, I don't know, maybe I have an enlarged hippocampus, but I like to uh, consider myself to be someone who has a good sense of direction. I remember that kind of stuff. Don't need to be told what your address is too many times. I can navigate California really well. Very rarely we get lost in this state. And I think it'd be the case anywhere. I'd get used to it pretty quickly pretty quickly. So maybe I have a large hippocampus because of that, but not like a cabbie. They drive it every single day. March Madness is canceled. We all know that. Thanks to COVID-19. It's a shame too, because the annual men's basketball tournament is good for morale. In a 2009 survey by CareerBuilder, around 55% of employers said office pools had a positive impact on morale, while 41% said it had no impact. So that's uh, that 55%. That means most people think it improves morale. I don't really uh, participate in office pools. Would um, fantasy football or fantasy, any one of those things, fantasy sports be considered kind of an office pool? You kind of uh, do that with employees. So if that's considered that, then it definitely improves morale because around the break table, those guys love talking about uh, you know, football and all that stuff. So I would say it definitely, definitely improves morale. With all the craziness surrounding coronavirus, you probably forgot that it was 28 years ago this week that Nathaniel Borenstein sent his colleagues the world's first email attachment, now a regular part of our life. He sent a picture of his barbershop quartet, the Telephone Chords. What a creative name. Borenstein, along with another researcher named uh, Ned Freed, wrote the code for attachments because one day he hoped to get pictures of his grandchildren over email and now that can happen. Uh, with spring just around the corner, some homeowners uh, in some parts of the country are already putting down lawn weed and feed. I almost did. I bought my weed and feed. Haven't put it down yet. And guess what? It's making their neighbors jealous. We know this because a well-manicured lawn is the second most envied thing among neighbors. Not too far in front of a well-manicured lawn is a clean house exterior. So if you want to make your neighbors jealous, keep your house nice and clean on the outside and, and have a nice lawn. It's always a nice thing. I do agree with this. Having a nice lawn is something. Neighbors who have a nice lawn, I was like, mm, how can I get my lawn to look just like that. We have new information to report. As coronavirus panic hits new levels, some people have taken advantage of people's anxiety for a quick buck. That includes one teenager in the United Kingdom who was sent home from school for selling squirts of hand sanitizer to his friends. Jenny Tompkins posted her son's money-making schemes on Facebook Wednesday. Jenny wrote in the post that it's very hard to discipline this behavior when his dad phones him from work to call him a blank legend, a cuss word legend. In all, he made just over $11 from his side hustle after selling each squirt for 64 cents. 64 cents? You couldn't round up to 65 or 75 or a dollar? make a lot more money in that short period of time. But that's a lot of squirts, though. He did a pretty good job until he got in trouble. Here's something you should never do for your girlfriend on her birthday. A guy in China knew his girlfriend's birthday was coming up, so he wanted to get her a surprise gift. 
being a thoughtful boyfriend, he made an appointment for her at a cosmetic surgery clinic for a new boob job. She did not appreciate the gift and kicked him to the curb. And last thing in the news, people in a bar in Porter, Indiana, called 911 to report a man that pulled a gun and was threatening people. His beef, the song choice someone made, it was karaoke night. He got up to go after the singer, but was so drunk he fell down. That's when he pulled the gun. By the time police arrived, the man had been disarmed by his female cousin. Well, if you got disarmed by your female cousin, you probably need a gun to fight your battles, is all I'm saying. These are your entertainment headlines. In one of the more significant moves in late night TV last week, uh, the Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon and Late Night with Seth Meyers will now go dark next week or this week, I should say, the week that's coming, the week that is here and remains so through at least the end of the month. The decision by NBC is, is a shift from Wednesday's announcement that the two shows, along with a number of other New York-based programs, would begin taping without live audience starting on Monday. Uh, Los Angeles-based talk shows, The Late Late Show with James Corden and Jimmy Kimball Live, announced similar measures on Thursday and amid rising fears of the spread of the coronavirus in America and overseas, as well as concerns over how those fears affect the box office, many blockbuster releases have been pushed back. On March 4th, the James Bond film No Time to Die, which was supposed to be released in April, became the first major release to be delayed. It will now be debut. It will now debut in November. Since then, many other films have followed suit. Here are the film releases that have been postponed due to the coronavirus. My Spy is the first one released, moved from March 13th to April 17th, so not too bad. A Quiet Place Part 2, release moved from March 18th, no release date yet. Blue Story, released, moved from March 20th, no release date yet. Mulan was to have opened March 27th, and there is no release date yet. The Lovebirds, released, moved, release moved from April 3rd, no release date yet. The New Mutants release date moved from April 3rd. No release date yet. Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway release moved from August 3rd, uh, April 3rd to August 7th. So not too bad. No Time to Die release moved from April 10th to November 25th. That's a pretty long release date move there. Uh, re- uh, Antlers release date moved from April 17th. New release date to be announced. Fast and Furious F9 release moved from May 22nd, 2020. Check this out. To April 2nd, 2021? Almost a year? Why would they move it so far out like that? That's crazy. All right, so I thought I'd do something fun. It's St. Patrick's Day uh, on, uh, let's see, what is it? Today is the 16th, so tomorrow. Tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. So I thought I'd share a little history. And I think I'm going to do this a little more often instead of just sharing stuff for every single day. I'll elaborate on something kind of cool in the middle of this week. So a middle of the week that I'm doing. So this is St. Patrick's Day. I'm highlighting that. On March 17th in 461 AD, St. Patrick, Christian missionary, bishop, and apostle of Ireland, dies at Saul Downpatrick, 
Ireland. Uh, and here's here's a little here's a little history about Mr. St. Patrick. Uh, much of what is known about Patrick's legendary life comes from the Confessio, a book he wrote during his last years. Born in Great Britain, probably in Scotland, to a well-to-do Christian family of Roman citizenship, Patrick was captured and enslaved at age 16 by Irish mar marauders. 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 No, it's marauders. <laughs> by Irish marauders. For the next six years, he worked as a herder in Ireland, turning to a deepening religious faith for comfort. Following the counsel of a voice he heard in a dream one night, he escaped and found passage on a ship to Britain, where he was eventually reunited with his family. According to the Confessio, in Britain, Patrick had another dream in which an individual named Victoricus gave him a letter entitled, The Voice of the Irish. As he read it, Patrick seemed to hear the voices of Irishmen pleading him to return to their country and walk among them once more. After studying for the priesthood, Patrick was ordained a bishop. He arrived in Ireland in 433 and began preaching the gospel, converting many thousands of Irish and building churches around the country. After 40 years of living in poverty, teaching, traveling, and working tirelessly, Patrick died on March 17, 461 in Saul, where he had built his first church. Since that time, countless legends have grown up around Patrick, made the patron saint of Ireland he is said to have baptized hundreds of people on a single day, and to have used a three-leaf clover, the famous shamrock, to describe the Holy Trinity. In art, he is often portrayed trampling on snakes in accordance with the belief that he drove those reptiles out of Ireland. For centuries, the Irish have observed the day of St. Patrick's death as a religious holiday, attending church in the morning and celebrating with food and drink in the afternoon. The first St. Patrick's Day parade, though, took place not in Ireland, but in the United States when Irish soldiers serving in the English military marched through New York City in 1762. As the years went on, the parades became a show of unity and strength for persecuted Irish American immigrants and and then a popular celebration of Irish American heritage. Uh, the party went global in 1995 when the Irish government began to large scale, began a large scale campaign to market St. Patrick's Day as a way of driving tourism and showcasing Ireland's many charms to the rest of the world. Today, March 17th, is a day of international celebration as millions of people around the globe put on their best green clothing to drink beer, watch parades, and toast the luck of the Irish. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. There's a little history for you. And now it's Dear Diary. Started featuring it last week. I had fun with it. Thought it was pretty good. This one's a little short, but I do have a, a poem that I wrote to Mindy. Mindy suggested that I share it because I couldn't find my diaries. Looked through the garage and I think I tossed them. I was like, ah, I don't need these anymore. Kind of cleared out the clutter, which is kind of a bummer because I'm sure they had some fun stuff in them. But uh, this, this Dear Diary is by an anonymous uh, uh, fan listener of the show. And it's, it's this, kids say the funniest things. That's the, that's the title of it. My four-year-old came home from school excited that they had learned a new song. Bursting into song, the words came out of their mouths were as follows. Who built the ark? No one. No one. I think Noah 
would have something to say about that. God bless, that is what they had heard, as reading was not a skill they had mastered. So many people mistake lyrics of songs with hilarious results. Of course, the song is, Who Built the Ark? Noah. Noah. Not no one. There you go. And now I'm going to share my poem. I wrote this for Mindy. I'm not sure how long ago. It's, uh, it's, you'll hear the camping in it, right? You'll hear the camping in it because it's one thing that Mindy and I love to do is to camp. I don't know where I wrote it, what inspired me to do so, but I did. I used to write a lot of poems. I have lots of them. Don't know where they are now, but this is one that she saved and uh, she emailed it to me so that I could share it right here. And it's called The Us in Me. A crooked tree from its bottom up reaching to dance its leaves in the sun's morning light. Birds sing their plans for the day above a canopy sequoias make. Below, our breath warms us in our tent. Would you like coffee? I would love some. A click and a clank or two, the flame is blue beneath a percolating pot. Each boil sends water plops bounding and getting darker. You work the old stove your mother gave, pumping and pushing, praising its life length and talent for cooking. I laugh at your affection for such an antique while you indeed prepare a tidy egg. Mornings like these, the many we've collected, are the mud of me. I am rich with them. A man can be no more than what he has tasted and who he has loved. I taste the musings like these in each day's new cup. I pour them in and I am filled, warmed by the you in me. I marvel at the impossibility of being anything other than a you sort of me, like a canyon whose river has made it so. Most days we move without noticing. Joy is in thankfulness. Bliss is in knowing that nothing I am is void of you, and everything I will become is the us in me too. If you'd like to submit your stories or your poems or anything you'd like to share or like me to share on this podcast, you can do so at LowTreeStudios at gmail.com. That's LowTreeStudios at gmail.com. You can ask me to make it anonymous, and I will do so. So get to sharing, man. Contribute to this podcast. Moving along. All right, the water cooler question is this. The average... One of these is composed of about 59% nitrogen, 21% hydrogen, 9% carbon dioxide, and 7% methane, and 4% oxygen. What in the heck is it? If you're thinking fart, then you're correct. Less than 1% is made up of odorous gases. So why do they stink? guess all those things combined, you know, just stink. Makes farts are stinky, but they're so important, right? We need them. All right, let's end this podcast and start your day with a deep thought. And it is this, only those who will risk going too far can possibly find out how far one can go. So strange. Only those who risk going too far. I don't know if I've ever, I don't know if I've gone too far. It's funny because I was looking through my, uh, 
my stacks of crap in the, in the garage while I was trying to find my my journals and I came across my yearbook from my senior year and there was a, a long two, there was three people that left these really long things in the yearbook and and every one of them were saying how how famous I was going to be and maybe I'll share one of those that'd be fun right I'll share share a post from one of my the folks who wrote in my yearbook I'll do that next week so I won't even go go into that but you know, there I was supposed to be famous. I'm supposed to be this famous actor because I took acting classes and everything. So I'm going to share that with you. Um, and 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 it kind of made me go, did I did I go far enough? Have I gone far enough? Have I risked enough? And and then you know when you really look back on your life, you go, you know, I, I kind of did, but maybe not enough. You know, maybe not enough. So maybe the time has come where, you know, I, I personally and maybe yourself push push the boundaries a little bit. Go a little too far so you can find out how far you can actually go. I love that deep thought. And that's it for this week's show. You lovely people have an amazing week and take care of your fellow travelers on planet Earth. I'll be back next Monday with more bite-sized goodness. Cheers. Cheers.